are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. This is Dr. Scott Clitheroe. It's so great to be with you again, and I'm here with Beth Sims, and you're listening to A Healthier View, and uh, we just can't say enough about um, our listeners. We so much appreciate you, and we're glad you're joining us again. Um, we hope to have a good show for you. It's just Beth and me today. We're going to talk about fitness and health and just try and get some motivation going for all of us as we finish out the year. Beth, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And when you talk about motivation, I can tell you this. The past couple of days, I have not been motivated to work out. It's been so cold. Yeah. Burr. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of cold in Texas, which, you know, I know you're from the north originally, but it's uh, us Texans don't like that cold too much, right? Oh, and the older I get, the more I'm like, I like it even less and less every year. It's just, yeah, I'm like, ooh. Around 60 to 70, that is perfect temperature. Anything below that, especially when the wind blows, that, ugh, ugh. yeah. I got a funny story. When um, I first uh, moved into the house I currently live in, this is about almost 20 years ago now, my neighbor who I just had met, really nice guy, we found out we both liked to run, and he had been a marathon runner. I never really had run marathons, and he was originally from Ohio, so from the northern climes. And so we were just talking one day, and about winter running, he said, you know, there's a saying that if you're not cold when you start your race, then you're overdressed. And I thought to myself, oh, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. And so we, you know, got to running. And then one morning we were planning a run. It's always, it was always 5.45 or 6 a.m. And um, it was a cold morning. It was in the 30s, you know, which is very cold for Austin. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to run in with this guy from Ohio. And he said that to me. So I'm going to tough it out. So I put on my running shorts. I put on my running short sleeve shirt. And I, you know, went out there and started shivering. But I went out there and waited for him. He came out about three minutes later. And he had on long sleeves, uh-huh. long pants, earmuffs, gloves, <laughs> and like a scarf thing. <laughs> I'm like, hey, wait a second. He goes, Oh, that was the old days when I lived in the north. This is, you know, now That's I'm, I'm so in Texas funny. now. I'm too cold. I can't handle it. So I will never forget that. But he, <laughs> he told me, he told me that he didn't follow his example. So, but I, even to this day, I know that if I can just tough through those first couple of minutes of cold, it, it, it actually feels good. And then I'm really glad because sometimes those summer runs here in Austin and Texas are very difficult. Yeah. You know, when I do run, now that I think about it, when I do, I don't really run that much anymore, but when I did Mm -hmm. run more often, I didn't mind the cold, um, but I don't like to bike when it's cold. I'd much Mm. rather cycle when it's hot outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you know, um, a lot of uh, folks who listen to this show probably, you know, want to get to another level of health and fitness. And so I'm, I'm always curious Beth, how do you, how, you know, especially when you're talking to somebody over the phone or over the internet, especially in these days of COVID, how do you, how do you get somebody to assess their health? I mean, their fitness. I mean, how do you, how do, how do you, how can one assess their fitness at this very moment? Like, what are some ways to kind of assess their fitness? Um, well, that's actually a really good point. And before anyone goes into um, a workout routine, they really mm. need to figure out their weight training experience, you know, what that level is, meaning are they a beginner, are they intermediate, are they advanced? And um, the reason this needs to be known beforehand is because those three different levels um, in terms of what you're capable of doing will really only work if you're working out in that. So like a beginner needs to use a beginner workout routine in order to get the best results. And, um, And what I mean by beginner is, those are the newbies, people who are either completely new or at least somewhat new to a consistent, now that's the word, consistent exercising or weight training routines. And that would be, um, I would consider a beginner to be anyone who's been weight training less than six months. Um, Or if someone has taken some time off, like let's just say someone used to be 
you know, a gym rat. They went all the time, but they really taken, you know, maybe a year or two off. You're going to be starting off as a beginner again, or if mm. someone's doing incorrect or absolutely horrible way um, of, you know, they don't have very good posture when they, when they work out. Cause that's really important too. Yeah. So, well, I mean, what, I mean, what, you know, again, how do you get people on a, on a, on a regimen? What do you suggest they do? I mean, if they can't afford a gym and right now a lot of gymnasiums are closed, what, what type of things do you recommend? What do, what do we tell them? Oh my gosh. Well, actually walking and running, those are two things that you don't, they don't cost a thing except for the gym shoes. You just, you know, get out there yeah. and you walk, start by walking um, and brisk walking. If you want to be more aggressive than a stroll in order to get your heart rate up. And that really may seem um, a strange way for some people like, oh, walking, that's not, you know, that's not exercise. But if it's done correctly, it can provide powerful health benefits. And then we were talking about last week and I said, you put me in a closet as long as I have six by six feet, six feet by six feet, I'm going to get a workout in. I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to do wall push-ups. I'm going to do lunges and squats and and crunches, you don't have to have a gym membership to work out. You really don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. I, I like to be outside. So as much as I like gymnasiums and, um, you know, the camaraderie of folks, I, I sure enjoy my fresh air. Since I work inside all day, I like to be able to do my workout outside if I can. You know, I remember I had um, an exercise physiology teacher, professor in college, that told me, um, Running and walking, you get the exact same type of benefits. You burn the exact same amount of calories. You do, I mean, your heart rate, your VO2, everything. You just have to walk longer. So let's just say you ran three miles. You can get the exact same benefits of that three-mile run, but you have to walk six miles. Okay. Yeah. So you get more bang for your buck per minute with running. And that kind of makes sense, I guess, because not everybody has a lot of time right. to work out. Yeah, they may only have a certain amount of time at lunch or something like that. You know, they don't have as much time. But I, what I tell patients is, look, everything is better than nothing. And so if you only get a chance to walk around the building once or walk around the block once, just high five yourself because that's still better than nothing. It's still, you got off the couch, you walked and, you know, there's been some studies that show that just, you know, 10, 15 minutes of exercise a day, you know, low level walking is better than, you know, it's still good for your cardiovascular health and it's certainly better than nothing. And again, there's so many other benefits that we talk about all the time. Get outside, get some fresh air, unplug from the electronics, you know, just watch the clouds go by. That's all very, very healthy, very healthy stuff, very beneficial stuff. Yeah, and if you've been inactive, starting right up with a running program might not be your best option. Mm -hmm. You're going to be better off progressing through a walking program, maybe increasing the speed that you walk, building up your mileage, and then maybe progressing into running if that's what you want to do. Some people are yeah. like, you know what, it hurts my hips, it hurts my, my knees, it hurts my back. I'm not a runner, and that's fine too. You know, just go slow. Don't go all out. Um progress into it moderately. Yeah. Cause you're going to be having potential yeah. risk for injuries. If your form is bad, if you go into go out the gate too fast, absolutely. Well, yeah, you certainly um, don't want to, you know, derail your fitness program with an injury. That's certainly not a, that, that's not going to be very <laughs> helpful in the long term. So I think it's good to, to, you know, to remember you can't, you can't make up for years of inactivity with just the first workout. So just again, start slow and, and build up, right? Oh, you know, you're absolutely correct. You know, and with most of us spending our days behind computer screens or binge watching Netflix episodes um, or maybe <laughs> Facebook or smartphone screens, uh, we've just become more sedentary than people just a generation or two ago were. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Well, and you know, nowadays with all, speaking of electronics, one way you can use electronics to your benefit is all these fitness apps that can kind of give you a, a prompt. They can give you motivation. They can certainly give you some feedback. I think those have been uh, helpful to me personally. I don't know if there's any studies about how effective they are in actually helping people maintain, you know, fitness goals, but they sure are um, a good You're way to kind of measure your progress. Yeah. 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 Do you use one particularly? Not that we want to maybe mention the name on air, but do you use a fitness app? No, 
I don't. Um, it just yeah. because I, I don't really feel like I need that motivation. And I really try hard not to just rely on motivation because motivation comes and goes. So that's something that doesn't really work hmm. for me. I work more for like inspiration. And there's a big difference in that too. When you think I'm inspired to this, why? You know, I'm inspired because I want to be healthy. I want to look a certain way. I want to feel good. That motivation just doesn't work with me. Um, and going back to the apps, it's just something that I've, I've tried them, but it, it's just, it, yeah, I, I don't really need that inspiration and motivation to get, it, to get me to go out and walk or work out. Does that make sense? Do, no, no. I mean, do you mean that you are, I mean, do you mean that you're kind of looking at it as a chore? I mean, I, no, I'm not sure if I understand. I, know, I, I think I know where you're going, but I'm not quite sure I understand what you mean. Um, okay, so a lot of people use apps as a motivation, or they use it to right. see how they're they're getting better with their running, or to see how long they ran, or you know how many miles they ran. I, that that to me that's not important. To me, it's I'm just inspired to be healthy, to give back, to feel good, to so I really don't need those apps for the motivation. I work gotcha. out for because of the inspiration that it gives me in my life. And I've kind of always been gotcha. that way. I mean, I have goals. Yeah. I, I do. Ha I have goals in my life, but I don't let that be the end all be all. And um, as opposed to maybe 10 years ago, when I was like, my goal was to run a marathon. My goal was to do a half marathon. My goal was to, you know, fit my size four jeans or whatever. No, it's just more I'm yeah. inspired. And that's what I really hope I portray to my clients as well is to be inspired for you know, not the obvious benefits, but for really, you know, dig deep and see why you're inspired to exercise, why you're inspired to eat healthy, why you're inspired to live your life with wellness. Because motivation comes and goes, at least for me. I mean, I'm not always motivated to wash my dishes, but I do it anyway. You know, I'm yeah. not always motivated to, you know, mow the lawn. I'm not always motivated, but so that inspiration tends to work better with me. A little I think though, for me personally, though, when it comes to behavior change or behavior maintenance or whatever, the, you know, habit forming, um, it, it does seem like I just tell myself sometimes, okay, this is painful or this is difficult or this is not fun, but it's going to feel good in a second or it's going to feel good when I'm done and there's going to be a sense of accomplishment. And those, are, those I, I don't know what those are called, motivation or mind tricks, but, you know, I tell um, my patients, look, just, you know, Trust that the experts are right, that you're, the doctor sitting in front of you is right, that if you go through the process and get, you know, get it a habit forming, you'll notice an improvement in the way you feel about the day, the way you feel about yourself. You'll just feel better in so many different intangibles. You know, hopefully you'll see some weight loss or whatever you're looking for in those regards, but just trust the process that our bodies are made to move, and so thus we must move, you know. I think that whatever that word is, I think if you can – use it as a motivating tool or an inspirational tool, whichever, whatever works, right? Whatever works for individuals, I think is mm -hmm. important. And that's a good point. I mean, you get 10 different doctors when you're talking about wellness, let's say, um, or behavior mm -hmm. change, you get 10 different personal trainers. You're going to have 10 different um, advice or 10 different programs that they're going to, you know, tell you about. That's why it's interesting being a trainer, a wellness coach, because what works for Dr. Clitheroe is not going to work for Susie. It's not going to work for Bob. It's not going to work for Mike. It's, it's all kind of inclusive. So being able to read someone and saying, this is what works for you. To me, um, I had a friend actually this past week that um, when I was talking about, you know, motivation and goals and this, and she's like, that just seems really heavy to me. That doesn't, you know, it almost seems like you've got to go out there. You've got to do it. That doesn't work well with me. So she's more of yeah. a light person. So that light versus heavy, um, you know, okay, let's be inspired then. Why do you want to do this? Let's have fun with it. Don't be so heavy. Don't be so goal oriented. And then it's going to be become that habit that three weeks. We always talk about three weeks to become a habit and um, then we can go from there. Interesting. I, I guess you're right. I, I just feel like, um, you know, there's such a, you know, an issue in this country with obesity and health issues, which we talk about quite a bit that, and again, I know it's individualized, but there's got to be some overarching things that will apply to multiple folks, you know, and I guess, you know, those are the kind of things I think are helpful from a public health standpoint and maybe what you and I are trying to do. When you, when you individually meet with a, 
a client and I individually meet with a patient, then we can kind of dig down. But it sure would be nice to think about, you know, the, the health of the of the populace as a whole, you know, and, and say, what, what, you know, what can we do to motivate people, you know? And again, do we, how about paying people? How about paying people to lose weight? You know, I mean, we, we spend so much money on weight related diseases. Would it be good as a society to say, Hey, well, here you go. Here's some money. I mean, I'm not being flippant. I think that we maybe should think outside the box as a society and figure out, Hey, how can we get people again, quote unquote, motivated to get healthier if the motivation maybe not there just in general terms, you know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the idea of paying people, but I also like the idea of um, making fast food not so accessible. I mean, I get it. I mm. go to fast food, you know, every once in a while. Is it a weekly thing? No. Is it a monthly thing? Mm. Maybe, but it's just something when it's a necessity or a treat for me, you know, yeah. but I remember when I was in college or even, you know, right out of college, I probably ate fast food two to three times a week because of the convenience and it was, it was cheap and it tasted good. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really pushing fitness. I'm really pushing. I want people to get out and move. Um, but on a layered level, I would put exercise um, at number three, let's just say, food at number two. And then number one is definitely that mental health, that inspiration, that feeling mm. good, happiness. I definitely would put that. And like, if you were looking at a pyramid, number one is happiness and inspiration. Because if you don't have those, yeah. that two is not going to happen. And then definitely number three is not going to happen. So fitness and nutrition are going to go out the window if you don't have that happiness and inspiration. I, I agree, but also, though, for me personally, and again, that's, I, I have to tap into that, of course, that's all I have, but they all, I agree with your hierarchy, but sometimes my my fitness, my exercising, and my nutrition tie into my mental well-being. You know, I know, certainly I've told, said on the show many times that for me, exercise is a mental health, mm -hmm. you know, uh, activity as much as anything. It just, it, it, it reduces anxiety. I feel a little bit mentally clearer. I think when I'm feeling down, I get lifted by exercise. So oh, I, I know, I, I think it goes both ways. I certainly know that in my authentic, I'm in a good space. I'm really ready to get out there and hit the trail or do whatever. But also, I, again, maybe it's because I've been doing it long enough to know that, hey, I'm feeling a little bit foggy, a little bit down, you know, that, that I may not be in the right mental space, but I know I can get there if I tap into those other two things you talked about. You know what I'm oh, saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm the same way. I mean, there are some times when I would rather like eat my shoe then, you know, <laughs> then go for a bike ride or walk or a hike or for whatever yeah. reason, whether it's time or whether it's, you know, it's cold outside or I just don't want to. But yeah. after that first few minutes it, and, it, and then afterward, to me, you said it takes a couple minutes to warm up and to feel kind of get into your groove. Sometimes for me, it takes a little bit longer, but afterward, I'm like, I feel like a million bucks. I went to Galveston a couple of weeks ago and ran on the beach. And I tell you what, I promised myself I'm going to do this once a month because I felt mm. so good. In fact, I think I talked to you afterward. I'm like, I yeah. felt like I could have taken on the world afterward. It felt so yeah. good, you know? So yeah. Again, well, part of that, I think, I mean, being outside the sounds of the ocean and the breeze and the birds and, you know, I, I mean, all of that, right. I mean, it's such a, it's just such a, a great feeling and whether it's the beach or the mountains or the forest or the stream, you know, everybody's got their place, but yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, it, it's such a, and again, I, I know that people's conditions are different where they live, what their situation is, but there's, everybody's got a beach, everybody, whether it's a park down the street or a courtyard in the back, you know, uh, maybe a quiet room when you don't have access to anything outside when the weather's bad, et cetera, there's always some place to go and get some, get some mental well-being time, you know? Mm -hmm. And exercise definitely can do that now. And I've, met people and I'm sure you've met people that don't really buy into that. They're like, no, I, I don't get how that walking, you know, and maybe that first time it may not really resonate with you, but you've got to give it time. And that what better yeah. gift can you give yourself than the gift of health and wellness? So, I mean, it doesn't cost anything. You can go out for that walk. You can march in place. You can watch your favorite TV program or the news or, or listen to your favorite music and dance. Oh my gosh. When I dance and I've been known to do this, I'll put on some old school eighties or nineties music and I just, you know, get after it. And I feel so good afterward. I really do. It's yeah, fun. for sure. Well, I think that's why zoom classes are so popular and 
and all those type of different dance class, you know, aerobics type classes, because you, you're you're working out, but you're also maybe expressing yourself artistically and, you know, music lovers love it. I think that's just such a fantastic thing for that reason. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked a lot about cardio, but then we can't forget the other two, you know, forms of exercise or activity and weight, that's weight training and stretching. And those are mm-hmm. as important. Those are as important. In fact, even though I prefer the hikes and more of the get my heart rate up, if I had this weird little wizard, wellness wizard come down to me and say, Beth, you could only do cardio or weight training or burst training, you know, kind of categorize those together the rest of your life. My first initial thought would be like, well, that's weird. But I would say I would take weight <laughs> training. I would. I would say, okay. But I would take weight training for the benefits of the body over cardio. I would. Well, I, I agree. I think they're all important. You know, um, as I was listening to you talk about stretching, you know, I've personally gone, I, I don't, I guess, because I'm not running super fast. And so I'm, which I want to know your opinion about this from your exercise physiology background. But I have kind of the point now where I don't stretch before I run. I just walk. I'll walk about a quarter mile to even a half a mile at a brisk pace. And then I'll start to, to, you know, to run. And then I will do some stretching after my run. Is that, mm-hmm. is that up with the latest research or what, what is the thinking now about stretching and working out like that? You get an A plus. It's exactly, we want to warm up the muscles a little <laughs> bit by a little bit of a brisk walk. And you could do some dynamic stretching, just a couple of minutes, you know, your lower back or maybe your shoulders, just, you know, a real quick, and then do your jog, do your run. And then afterward, when your muscles are really warm and they're stretched out, you want to really get the, the, the blood flowing in a different way with the stretching and the flexibility. So A plus is the I got to ask you too, I'm not sure if this is right on our topic, but yoga, you know, recently I had an orthopedic surgeon colleague of mine tell me that we were talking about sports injuries and he said one of the top forms of activity that he sees for injuries that cause injuries is yoga. And I couldn't believe it. And um, I mean, I I think yoga is awesome and wonderful, but you know, is there a, what do you tell your, you know, I know you've done some yoga, but what what do you tell your clients when it comes to yoga? Is there certain things you need to look for in the yoga instructor or is it just kind of know your limitations? Cause I've done yoga only a few times, unfortunately, but I, I, I've never hurt myself, but sometimes I feel like I'm asked to do things that I just physically can't do, you know? Well, I, that's a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, and it's yes. And yes, to answer your questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. You need to see what type of instructor and type of class there are dozens of different types of yoga classes and we should do a a show just on yoga because there are there's kundalini which is more of a a really gentle stretching a little bit more softer and then you have the the hot yoga when you are in there and the stretches might not be as intense as a hatha yoga but you're in this you know 130 degree room stretching which might be (laughs) You know, um, to me that I just, I hate to be hot. I hate to be sweating like that. Yeah. Um, I'll sit in a sauna and some people can sit in a sauna for like 45 minutes after 20. I'm like, I'm good. I'm out of here. Cause I just don't like that intense heat. But then the hot yoga, it, it can be really intense. Again, I think that's probably the most popular type of yoga out there. When you go to a YMCA or lifetime fitness, that's the, the kind of the most common one that you're going to see. So yes, know what type of class you're going to take. I would personally start with maybe like a kundalini yoga and then work your way up and then know your instructor and know your limitations. If you don't feel comfortable um, sitting in a tree pose for two minutes, then just do one minute and then stand back up and do a different type of stretch. The thing I like about yoga, um, okay, let me just finish by saying, and if you are in a class, don't feel intimidated. You want to feel a little discomfort because that's when you're going to feel, but once you start to feel that really discomfort or pain, or if something's not right, stop immediately and do a different stretch or stand. It doesn't matter. This is you. It doesn't matter. You're not, you know, auditioning for anything. This is your body. So absolutely. That's a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think, you know, something you said there triggered something. And again, I think it's just, I wouldn't say wisdom. I don't know what the word is, but as I age, I'm, I certainly am wasting less time if that's the right word. 
my words about worrying about what other people think. You know, I mean, there was a time in my life where I'd be embarrassed not to do, you know, all I can in a yoga class. In fact, one funny story is one of the few times I've done yoga, um, you know, I've probably done it 10 or 20 times my whole life, but I was in the back of the class where I wanted to be, but then half the class was the class turned around and facing backwards, you know, so they're <laughs> looking at me yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not what I wanted, you know, and so I'm sitting back in the back, very aware of my limitations and, and then, you know, the reality is nobody cares, nobody's watching me, they're all focused on themselves, but, you know, I, I, I tell my, I've told my kids this in the past and I, I certainly tell myself this to now and I tell my my overweight patients, who cares what you look like in a, you know, if, you know, I, I'm, I'm big on water aerobics and water therapy for people who've got either arthritis or weight issues, you know, to get going for lower impact. I'm like, who cares what you look like? Just, you know, get in there and, you know, and work on it and everybody's going to applaud you for, for doing it. But I, I'm sensitive to that, but it is funny. Cause I think you're right. Who, who does if you know, be, don't be afraid to say, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. You know, I think that's very important. Oh, absolutely. I I remember when I worked at the YMCA, my first professional job, I actually have two funny stories. One is um, because I was a sports director, people thought I was good at all sports, which is not true. I'm five <laughs> foot two. I'm not good at basketball. Grew up in Indiana, basketball, skate. So they were short a person um, to be able to play in this tournament. And they're like, hey, let's get Beth. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't want me. They're like, yeah, come on. You're... So I played in a basketball tournament, a men's league, which it was co-ed, but it was all men's. And they, afterward, I was really good at fouling. Let me put it that way. So, but I didn't care. I didn't care. I had so much fun. And here I am 25 years later still talking about it because it was so much <laughs> fun. Um, but another time um, before I really got into certified to teach yoga, I was asked to teach a yoga class because somebody called in sick, an instructor called in sick, and I'm like, oh, I can do this. How hard can it be? I got it in there, and these people were die-hard yoga. I had my spin bike shorts on. I had my, I was not zen at all, and so I just had on the soft music in the background, and clearly, I was not up to, I mean, they were looking at me like, okay. So I did tell them, I was like, this is going to be more of a stretching class instead of yoga because we didn't want to cancel. So I'm sitting in there with my little gym shoes on and they're like, do we take our shoes off? Because I had a new lady and it was her first class too. And I'm like, okay. So I took my, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. And there it goes, just have fun with it. You only live once and, you know, experiences. I, exactly. I love having different experiences. Yeah. And laugh about it. I have a memory too. And, you know, um, I, I loved basketball playing. I played growing up, you know, in the neighborhood at the local park and I played, I think I played middle school one year, but you know, just, I was in a, I was in a school where there were a lot of good basketball players. So I definitely wasn't cut out. But um, when I got to UT, they had an intramural league that was six foot and under. It was a six foot and under basketball league. And I don't even know if they still do that, but that was like heaven to me because I could jump pretty high. And so, you know, and I'm five nine, five ten, and I could I could play center, you know. And it was just it was so funny to think about it now. But I was like, all of a sudden, hey, basketball's fun again because I have to worry about these uh -huh. monsters towering over me, swatting away the shot, you know. So it was funny. I, I never forget that. I looked at the board going, wait, six foot and under. Hey, I can do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You need to find out if they still have that. I know, right? You know, I played basketball uh, if, up until about 10, 15 years ago with some friends at a local place. You know, we play, play pickup games. And, man, you talk about a great workout. Those those NBA, WNBA basketball players in, you know, college too, what great shape they're in. Oh, my gosh. that's a, To do that three times a week, you know, for half the year, those guys are incredible sh and gals are incredible shape for for sure. And, you know, one thing that you talk about a lot or you do in the summer that I wish, I mean, I can swim to save my life, but swimming is an amazing workout. I mean, mm -hmm. it has zero impact. I think you alluded to that earlier. It's great on the body. Um, I, I find it extremely difficult because it requires that rhythmic breathing into, you know, and good strokes and to me, it's just not a natural thing, but I think swimmers, they have the best physique and they always seem like they are, I mean, they're VO2 just from that breathing, not only with the cardio aspect of swimming, but, you know, the breathing and the rhythm and, wow. 
I'm going to. Oh yeah, I well let me put a plug in. again. My my, you know, I did not swim in high school or college. I mean, except just for fun. And even med school, I remember my classmates. Some of them would be avid swimmers, and I'd be going, "That looks kind of hard," you know. But then when I kind of got into my adult life, I decided. I think I need to do this for a lot of reasons. And so I just got into a master's uh, swim program. And let me highly recommend that to any listeners who may be interested, if you can find a master's swim program, because, you know, you get some instruction, you know, you're in a, you're, you're, you know, what they basically on the far left lane, there were triathlete swimmers and elite swimmers. And then way over on the right lane were us newbie, new, newbies and strugglers. And, you know, the, 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 the instructor, the director would kind of walk back and forth and she would, you know, kind of give the experts their workout and leave them alone and occasionally give them tips. And she spent most of her time down by our side of the pool and motivate us and laugh with us and tell us it was okay. And, you know, I was in the, I was in the lane with people who were like me that were kind of struggling just to, to make it one length without choking. And, and, um, I, you know, before you know it, I'm actually swimming two or three laps, you know, and then, then, and then on and on. So, if anybody wants to get into it, I highly recommend the YMCA master swim classes, or if you, you know, you have another fitness place, those are really, really helpful. I want you to challenge me. I want this to be something that on the show, I want you every so often to be like, Hey Beth, have you signed up for the masters? Cause I'm going to do it that. And I'm not okay. big on resolutions, but that's one thing. And I, we've talked about this for years. I want to become a swimmer and you know, just, well, I will, I will not be your motivator. I'll try to be your inspirator. I'll be your, I will try and inspire you to do it. And that's the right word. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I think all it takes is, I mean, I remember there'll be times where I didn't feel like going to the swim class or whatever you call it, the master's program. I was like, Oh, it's cold or man, I'm tired. Or I don't feel like choking today or, you know, joking, <laughs> you know, not joking, but you know, but then you start looking forward to it and then, you know, it just, it just feels great. And, and again, kind of back to that whole joke about the earmuffs and my friend who I definitely now I'm to the point now where if I'm not pretty chilly when I get in the pool, I know it's going to be a hot swim and I don't feel good. So I, I really like the pool to be cooler um, when I start, even though I'm kind of shivering that first couple laps. I know by the first 100 or 200 meters, I'm warmed up and it feels great. In the summer here in Austin, sometimes when I swim outside in some of the pools, it's just frankly too hot, you know, it's too hot. I know that's hard to believe, but it's just too warm, you know? Yeah. It feels like pool water, bath water. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. This, I kind of feel myself overheating sometimes and that's not good. Hmm. That is interesting to, I have another funny story though, Beth. Okay. So, you know, I, I never played um, uh, soccer, Ameri you know, American um, uh, soccer, yeah, soccer and, and um, growing up. But when I got to UT and uh, again, I tried to play as much intramurals as I can. And some buddies asked me to come be on their soccer team. I said, I've never played. They go, well, we'll put you on defense and you kind of just help the goalie. And, you know, that's, that's, that's that. They gave me some tips and pointers and it was just fun. And the first game, we never practiced. We just went out and played. And the first game, I have never run so far and so fast in my life. And, right. and I've never, until then, I'd never thrown up during an athletic event. But I had to go off the field and, and, uh, and throw up because I was working so hard. And so, again, back to another sport that I admire greatly, these soccer players. Oh, my gosh, what, a, what an incredible, these incredible athletes they are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't grow up. The um, I grew up on the south side of Indy, and I didn't really grow up with, soccer being a sport it wasn't it is mm -hmm. now but growing up it was like college big cities had soccer it wasn't a big thing but I did play an indoor soccer game oh my mm. gosh that was chaotic I think, I think it was okay. that looks pretty fast-paced yes and it was <laughs> pretty crazy I can tell you one of the best workouts I ever got was repping a third and fourth grade girls basketball game now Yes. <laughs> Rapping. I bet that was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun, though. It was fun. Memories. You know, think about all those things. But, you know, one thing, I know we're kind of wrapping up here, but one thing I really want, you know, to recommend to people is find, create that sweet spot in terms of allowing for, you know, recovery and, and working out. Find what works for you. If you hate swimming, if you hate soccer, if you hate basketball, don't do those things. Start with walking. If, you know, if walking's boring for you, start jogging or, or bike riding or go to a gym, go to a class, you know, YouTube. Those are great. Find what works for you because what works for you isn't going to work for me, isn't going to work for Scott. So, 
and then you've got to have that optimal recovery, meaning it's not so much with the cardio aspect of it, but when you're strength training, never work out the same two muscle groups two days in a row. So if you're doing push-ups on Monday, don't do push-ups on Tuesday. Give that time for your, because that's when your muscles are going to build, you know, strength and you're going to tone is during that recovery time. Because when you're doing, lifting those weights or doing those push-ups, you're actually tearing down your muscles while you're exercising. The recovery is the, the sweet spot, is when your bodies grow and build and tone. So yeah. So if you're not giving that's that time great. off. You know, yeah. you're that time to, to recover. Those are great tips. I mean, are there, are there resources online for people to, you know, who don't know where to start when it comes to maybe a, a core strengthening or just a general strengthening, um, you know, plan that doesn't involve weights that may involve just push-ups, sit-ups, and planks and whatnot? Is there a resource for that type of thing that you direct people to or or, or, or just, just should people just kind of start low and and progress slowly um okay so yeah great question so on youtube heather robertson has the best workouts um mm. really good she doesn't really talk you through them it's more of a, a watch music in the background so if you like that that chatty talky that might not be your thing but she is yeah. wonderful she is an acsm trainer she i love her um as opposed if you want to read if you want to for beginners, Dr. Axe has some great videos and articles about having to start um, a workout program, an exercise program, and then the intermediate to advanced folks, Ben Greenfield, hands down, um, would be a great resource. Oh, yeah. Okay, so to repeat, so and I'm sure we could put these in the show notes, but Heather Robertson with a mm -hmm. T, Robertson with a T, she's the YouTube expert? Yes, she has, I mean, and she does a different video every single day on YouTube. You can subscribe wow. to her channel. Mm -hmm. Great. That's so you so get cool. a different workout. Um, most of hers are kind of hit training where you're doing cardio and strength, which I love. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be the, the videos if you want to do a class. And for our listeners and for those, what's H-I-I-T, -I -I what does that again stand for? Um, H-I-T, um, it's basically an interval training, high intensity interval training. Okay, so H-I-I-T, okay, got it, high, inter, high intensity interval training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course you can do lit, <laughs> you can do low intensity, right, interval, inter, interval training if you, need, if, if you need it, is that Fair enough to say. I mean, you can. Well, do there's it. a difference between high intent. Yes, absolutely. But most of hers are low impact, which is great. But you're right. still a high intensity. But the great thing about those is, if she is doing, you know, a star jack, do a jumping jack. If she's doing a jumping jack and it's too much, do a half jack. So you can mm. modify or march in place. And I tell you what, I'm not embarrassed to say some of those level threes, I'm marching in place. You know, I'm like, okay, girl, I don't like those burpees, yeah. and those burpees, you know, I'm going to be marching <laughs> in place. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of like the yoga thing. Just pay, you know, go at your own pace and, you know, and, 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 you know, do the best you can and, and, you know, live, live to do it another day. Don't, you know, don't burn yourself out on the first one and you end up hurting yourself, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, build up to things for sure. Mm -hmm. And then the other two, that is one Dr. thing about X. YouTube is who? I would say Dr. Axe and Ben Greenfield. Those are the other two resources that I, I tell, encourage people okay. to do. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we should definitely put those online. Um, I think, I mean, YouTube is a pretty amazing thing, right? I mean, one of the probably the best things about the internet as far as, you know, access to informative videos. I mean, obviously there's a lot of crazy stuff in there, but, you know, the amount of workout videos and I've looked at yoga videos before and on and on and on. I mean, so yeah, what a great resource, you know, and and even some motivation. I mean, if you, again, in these times of COVID, when you may not be able to go to a, 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 a workout studio, you can kind of get that motivation from a good instructor right there on your TV or your computer. Mm -hmm. And find what works for you. We said that at least two times in this, in this mm -hmm. um, show, find what works yeah. for you, mix it up and have fun with it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I learn. I mean, I, I love this show so much because I feel like I'm one of the most uh, enthusiastic listeners because I, <laughs> I learn so much from you every time we do a show. I, I, I'm glad we have show notes because I, I would keep notes if I didn't want it to distract me. But um, I learned so much from you, Beth. Thanks for your expertise as always. 
Oh, and vice versa. I, yeah, I learned so much from you and you're such a, an easy person to talk to and, and I learn a lot from you too. So I don't want anybody to know that doesn't go unnoticed. Well, that's very, I appreciate that. And what I always tell my patients, there's no such thing as a dumb question. You know, if, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to question answers. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, I really do. I do feel that way when it comes to your health because, and well, I I think let's say say it again. I mean, you know, it's, everybody's different. I tell people that when it comes to healthcare sometimes, you know, everybody's different and you have to, you have to streamline the, um, the treatment for the, for the person, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, each individual. So for sure. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. We were talking about yoga and, you know, being embarrassed and what I do have to tell a story just popped in my head. And I want to, I want to, you know, say this, I, I work in the oil field and um, I had a coworker hurt his back. This is months ago. Mm. And yeah. we're talking, if anybody is familiar with the oil field, you know, some rough guys working in the field and manly men and, and he hurt his back pretty badly. It was a little overweight, but, um, got him to do yoga. He took off weight. He, his back doesn't hurt. And we're talking this Cajun field worker, blue collar, you know, and he's proud of the fact he's like, I am doing yoga and I love it. So, you know, and let me tell you, it wasn't an easy sell, but he is so on board and does yoga. I think he said three times a week now. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's a great story. That's, that's a motivation right there, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How's everybody doing down there in, um, you know, Louisiana with all the hurricanes they have? Boy, that was, what a crazy year for hurricanes. Everybody doing okay down in and in, in those in those in that area, no major problems. No, I, I think everyone's fine. I think they had eleven hurricanes this year. Um, oh, I was crazy. actually in Louisiana the first one that I don't know if it was the first or second one of the season, and I came back early. Um, some flooding and whatnot, but all of my coworkers, all of my friends, um, were fine. Yes. Good. Good. Well. I know, I know everybody agrees with me, but I'm ready for 2021. Let's see how 2021 is, but, um, let's, um, let's, let's finish this year strong and get motivated to practice healthy, healthy habits for sure. Motivated and inspired. So I want to know before we close, yes, before we go to commercial break, I want to know, do you have any new year's resolutions that I can keep? you know, on top of you about? Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. oh put me on the spot. I, I want to, um, you know, I want to do another half marathon. I don't think I'll probably do the Austin. Well, they probably won't have one. And so, um, you know, I want to, I'm probably, I'm not sure if marathons are in my future, but, um, I would like to train and complete another half marathon and, you know, I've done several. So yeah, that's off the top of my head. I probably have some other ones, but from a health fitness standpoint, I'd like to do another half marathon. So, Maybe you can um, gently remind me in the future how, um, or not so gently, <laughs> how my um, <laughs> training's going for that. Yes. Okay. I was about to say triathlon, Beth, but you know, I just open water swimming to me don't get along. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of um, uh, open water swimming. I've just a mental thing I know, but um, I um, I've done a few triathlons, but they weren't pleasant just because of that part. So um, mm-hmm. I, I I about said that, but I think I may have had to just let that ship sail and and stick to land and, and pools, you know, maybe mm-hmm. there's a, I know they have triathlons, those mini triathlons where you swim in a pool. So maybe I could stick to those, but I think I'll stick to just a running goal of a half marathon sometime in the next year. I I'm the same way when it comes to open water. Oh my gosh. And it's not so much. Well, it is like the snakes and the alligators. And I mean, mm. after seeing, I was a little kid, like we're talking a little kid and I saw jaws. I cannot believe my parents <laughs> let me see that. But I still, I mean, whether it's a shark or snake or alligator, yeah, open water in me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Great movie, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's um, ruined quite a few folks' uh, water enjoyment over the years, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So my swimming, that'll be my goal, swimming, my okay. resolution, um, swimming, picking that up. And I actually want to become a vegan. Really? I do. Okay. Wow. That's great. I mean, what, I mean, we've talked about that before on air and off air, but um, what's been the latest um, motivation for you or, or impetus, if you will? 
I, I just see all the health benefits. I really do. I just, mm -hmm. and I know I can get enough protein from hummus and beans and, and you get protein from lettuce. You do. So you get protein from anything you eat. It's just, I need to make sure that I get enough because I am a muscular girl um, and I want to be able to keep my strength. So I'm still playing with that. It might be something and it, you know, I don't want to say it's for animal rights because I love animals. You know, it's more for health benefits, but I do need to do a little bit more research and maybe I'll have salmon maybe twice a month or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm just kind of playing with that right now, investigating it and researching. Is that, I don't know, this, I may be way off, but um, isn't it, you know, people should consume it's less than a gram, like 0.7 or 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram to maintain their, you know, muscle mass. I forget that number. So I've heard people, and again, I don't, I'm not an expert, and you know, but I've heard people say, well, you know, vegans can't get that much protein. But what I'm, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think right, there's plenty of protein stores oh for plant-based food, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the whey protein. You, I would stay away from soy protein, but you have pea protein. And did you know? You get more protein pound per pound in broccoli than you do red meat. But who's going to no eat? Way. Yes. Who's going to eat eight ounces of broccoli? You would be so gassy and your stomach would hurt. But <laughs> that's it, true. It would. Right. It's so, not a filling. Eight ounces. Yeah, that's a lot of food. I mean, it's, it's not. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just it's a lot more volume of food. Yes, and and you know yeah. it's very it, 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 in the cabbage family it, the sulfur and whatnot would hurt your stomach. So, but so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm spending the next like three to four weeks really researching that and seeing if that's what I want to do, and maybe having salmon once a week, once every other week. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I will let you know. I definitely would like to you know talk i mean I would know we we talk a lot about nutrition on the show, but that'd be good to have somebody again to maybe dispel myths as best uh -huh. they can or at least at least you know educate us. I don't mean to be talking about myths and everything, but you know just um you know the whole the pros and cons. you can't be a vegan because you don't get enough protein I mean I've heard that so much and that's just not true, I don't believe, and you know everybody's got a different reason to do what they gotta do but um yeah, let's definitely. So, okay, so I have to get you in the pool and get you um, away from, keep you away from the meat. Keep me away from, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. And I'm not a big red meat anyway. Any, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big red meat eater, but I, I really, I want to try it. I'm gonna try it and, okay. and you know, check my biometrics and 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 just see how I feel and, and all that good stuff. And who knows? After two weeks, I might be like, I'm eating a burger, <laughs> but I'm gonna see. Yeah. I have another question for you though. What, what, how is a person to know what they're, okay, well, for, well I guess how, I'm going to ask a question and ask if it's even important to know. How does one find out without having to go to a expensive testing center? How do you know what your percent body fat is? A one, number two, um, is, is that an important number to know? Absolutely. It's very important okay. to know. And in some ways I think it's more important to know your body fat percentage as opposed to weight. Um, okay. They have really, really good scales out there um, for under a hundred dollars. That, but it's going to really? last you. Yes, it's going to last forever. I actually think I sent you a picture of mine because um, we were talking about this maybe six, seven months ago. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But you can get some really good um, um, scales that will put in. Your, you put in all your information, um, how tall you are, your age, your sex. And then it'll weigh you and then tell your body fat percentage. Yes. And how, does that, how, does it, how does it work? I mean, I'm thinking, I know, you, you know, if you weigh yourself underwater or whatever, you know, create anyway, how does a scale know what your body fat is? That's really interesting. It's just a bio scan. I don't know the technology. No. Yeah. It's just wow, a bio scan. Really mm -hmm. Yeah. That goes I'm thinking it. calipers. I'm thinking, you know, all these other things they used to do and, and our specialty special scales. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So you can do it for under a hundred dollars. You can get a good, because I do think that's, you know, I tell my patients a lot about, especially men, you know, try to keep your waist size less than half of your height and inches. In other words, if you're 70 inches tall, your waist size should be no greater than 35 inches. You know, that 50.5 ratio of uh, waist to, to height measurement. But I know that's not, you know, uniform and, and it, you know, an ideal, and, you know, your body fat, I'm sure, would be a much better um, measurement of your overall, you yeah. know, body composition. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Because you, I mean, I mean, you've seen people, I'm sure that are super skinny that have no muscle. 
you know, mm-hmm. so their body yeah. fat and I have seen people in my, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. Let's just put it that way, that they are super thin and you take their body fat and they're like 33% body fat because they have no muscle. Wow. They're skinny. So, I mean, you know, so I think that's really important to know. Um, is it as 100% accurate as doing the dunking in the water? Probably not, but it's a good tool. It will get you right about there. Mm-hmm. And wow. since I've had my scale, um, and I only do that like once a month because I don't want to be obsessive. It's kind of that heavy thing. I don't want to like every single day, what is my body fat? But once or twice a month I do. And since I've been doing that, my body fat's gone down because I'm aware of that. You're aware of it. It helped mm-hmm. another inspiration, motivation, yes. education. Yes. There's all these Asians, but I think education inspires motivation. Oh boy. How about I that? It's a good way to end the show. I know. We'll put that the title of the show. That's a bump. Maybe it's a bumper sticker. <laughs> we'll make millions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I'm super excited because I want to let our audience know that we have a guest coming back on our next show. He's been on our show before, a couple of years ago, but Scott Hamilton will be on our next show. And I am so excited and humbled that he's agreed to come back on. Cannot wait for that. I look forward to that a lot, Beth. And again, I look forward to every time we do this show because I learn a lot and um, laugh a lot and um, I just get motivated and inspired by you. Thank you. Oh, and thank you. Thank you. Well, with that, I guess we will go to commercial break. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Okay, we're back. Uh, Beth, again, great show. Learned a lot. I'm motivated. Look forward to closing out the year. And again, to our wonderful listeners, thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to like us. We have a, you know, Up To Me Radio has a a presence on Facebook and on Instagram. And we love to get comments and anything you'd like to hear in the new year. We were all ears to, to make sure that we stay motivated together and just achieve the best health that we can. So with that, Beth, have a great, great rest of the week. Thank you. And we'll talk to you later. 